All right, I want to start a new series this morning called Vacations. No, not really. I'm just joking. It's called Brave. Everybody say Brave. And we're going to pick up our main text here. We'll be in 1 Corinthians 16. Let me set it up for you a little bit. The Apostle Paul is giving some final exhortations, some concluding comments uh, as he closes out this book to believers it's a, a letter, actually, that he's written to some believers that are in this town of Corinth. And it's going to be read in other churches and settings as well. And um, you've got you to realize that this is all pretty new to them. And they're passionate about God, but they're still a little mixed up with some of the things of the world. And that's part of the reason for his letter is to kind of clear some of those things up. And um, As he concludes this, he has this series all of a sudden of these imperatives that he gives. It's like these powerful bullet points that he just starts to lay out. And we're going to kind of pick up in the middle of this. So let's look in verse 13 here. And I have a problem too. When When I'm in three services and we have worship like that, man, I'm just singing with all my voice. And I forget sometimes, oh yeah, I got to go talk now too. So... I'm going to drink water and so forth, and we'll, we'll, we'll be in good shape here. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says this. Watch these bullet points here. Watch. Just be on guard. Watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Everybody say, be brave. Be brave. Oh, that was wimpy. Say, be brave. be brave. Be brave and be strong. And be brave. Say that again. Be brave. Be brave. You know what brave is. You know what brave is. And you know what brave is not. And we see things all the time in real life and in movies where someone's brave. And then we also see times where somebody that was not brave. And um, by definition, brave is courage, to have courage. It's to be bold. It's to be daring. If you have a, a King James Bible, if you're reading from that or a couple of the other older translations, here's what the King James says. Quit ye like men. Instead of saying be brave, quit ye like men. How many of you know we don't talk that way? (laughs) Another translation says be a man. But it's really not a gender phrase. It's not about gender at all, about be a man. It's, It's talking about don't be a child, don't be weak. This is a mature courage. And listen to me, church. I believe this with all my heart. God is calling us to a mature courage. God is calling us to be brave. Say, be brave again. Be brave. Now, brave means a lot of things. As a, as a kid growing up, you were brave if you did certain things. And there'd be certain settings, you know, and then you were the brave one if you did certain things. Do you remember going to the pool? You know, we didn't all have pools back then. And we'd go to the pool. We had an above-ground pool for a while. But then we would try to make this whirlpool, you know, running around and, and get it. And then we'd, then we'd go against the current and save the village, you know, and, and do all that. <laughs> Some of y'all people are just boring, I'll tell you what. <laughs> and I remember doing that and putting my foot right through the liner, you know, and then it just goes out. So then it sits in your yard for three years, right? So we go to the pool, the public pool, and they'd have the diving board. And then they'd have the high diving board. And so you were brave if you did what? And then sometimes people would say this if you weren't moving. What are you, chicken? You chicken? I dare you. I not only dare you to go off the high dive board, I dare you to belly flop. Or back then, um, I rode my bike a lot. 
just because my iPad was broken. And um, so rode my bike a lot. We played with sticks and rocks and bugs and in my bike. And we would find a piece of wood somewhere and prop that up on something. And now we got a new ramp. And there may be three, four, five of us going to go off that thing. But who's the brave one? The first one. The first one. You go. No, you go. And, and here's the thing. And I want, to, I want you to remember this. The guy who wouldn't go, who wouldn't be brave, would be saying things like, yeah, but, uh, uh, what if, uh, you know, and those kind of things. So part of us being brave is we're going to have to drop our yeah, buts and our what ifs, okay? And so then you'd, you'd go on off of that and you were, you were brave. And then in high school, I actually survived several near-fatal encounters with algebra. And I still had a couple of math credits to do, so I, my, actually my Algebra 2 teacher recommended this. I went into business math. So I was in Mr. Fraser's business math class. And let me just say about my fellow classmates in business math, we were not designing rockets. Okay? We weren't solving the world's problems. And there's this guy, and we had a lot of fun in there. You had to have fun because it was a real boring class. And the teacher's voice was kind of like, have you seen the teacher on Charlie Brown? It's just, womp, 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 womp. You know, so you're sitting there, it's after lunch, womp, 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 womp. You know, so you, so you had to kind of make your own fun. There's this guy who sat in front of me. JC is what we called him. And I have no idea where this guy possibly could be in life now. But he would just, he just turned around in class and go, hey, y'all dare me to super glue my hand closed? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. It's better than this. Well, then he would say this, how much money y'all got? So that four or five of us get some change, 46 cents. Okay. And I'm not making this up. This is absolutely true. We're sitting in class one day and I see the spider coming down on a web right in front of my friend, JC. I said, JC, look, there's a spider in front of me. Oh, he dare me to eat him? <laughs> oh, why? We said, sure. <laughs> How much money you got? <laughs> so for about 84 cents, I'm not lying to you, he ate the spider. <laughs> All right, let's close in prayer. <laughs> I'm really not sure that was brave. But seriously, God is calling us. Listen to me. God is calling. I did all that. I have to have your attention for this today. God is calling us to be brave. God is daring us. Probably the classic of dare. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies too. Is Christmas Story. And I actually have some pictures and part of the script here too and uh let's go ahead and put the first picture up here and there's the kid on the left with his tongue out his name is flick and he goes are you kidding stick my tongue to that stupid pole now notice it's below freezing okay you know what's going to happen that's dumb schwartz that's the guy in the colorful cap there he looks evil schwartz says that's because you know it'll stick Flick says, you're crazy. 
Schwartz says, oh, yeah? Flick, yeah. Schwartz, well, I double dog dare you. Goes to the narrator's voice. Now it was serious. A double dog dare? What else was there but a triple dare? Then the coup de grace of all dares, the sinister triple dog dare. Suddenly Schwartz yells, I triple dog dare you. The narrator, Schwartz, created a slight breach of etiquette by skipping the triple dare and going right for the throat. Go ahead to the next picture. And again, I don't know that that's brave. But I'm going to, in this series, you can go ahead and get off that, hurry. (laughs) We've called this brave, but what I'm going to do is dare you to do a couple of things that I believe God is calling us to do. Let's get the basis of being brave here. In Joshua chapter 1, in verse 5, the Lord is speaking. And he says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses... So I will be with you. I will not leave you. Go ahead. Say, that's me. me. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Say it. That's me. me. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it about once every other week. Just making sure y'all are with me. You shall meditate in it day and night. I dare you to do that. I dare you to do that. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Now... All of that, all those powerful promises. Now he says, let me remind you of a couple things so this thing doesn't come unhinged. Have I not commanded you? He goes back. Be strong and of good courage. Be brave. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let me summarize that. God is saying on his part, you are never alone. You are never without help. And I think that's the bottom line of it all, is you are never alone. Listen, Listen to me. You are never alone. You are never without help. I want you to say it. I am never alone. I'm never without help. Now, whenever you feel like you are, it's because you're, you're not reminded, uh, remembering this. And he said, haven't I commanded you? And he's telling you, go ahead and be brave. Be strong. Be of good courage because I'm with you. I'm with you. You are never alone and you're never without help. So that's how God does his part. What about how do we do our part? Let me pull a couple of things out here. The verse that we read earlier that said, be brave in the message Bible, it says this, give it all you've got, give it all you've got. Let me just ask this question. It's just kind of throw it out there. Have you ever truly in anything given it all you've got? Have you ever done that? I want you to think about that. Given it all you've got. And then in Joshua, where it says, be of good courage in the message Bible, it says, give it everything you have, heart and soul. And this is the kind of believers that I think God wants us to be. Brave believers. Brave believers that will give it all that we've got, heart and soul. Not just going through the motions. Am I keeping y'all up? Not just going through the motions. Not just doing this thing by memory. Not just doing some pansy-wansy kind of Christianity. But with some real resolve and from the soul. And with heart. Something has moved you. And then something moves you 
Because when something moves you, then you move. And you know what? When you move and when you have passion and when you're cranked up and leaning forward and going for it, you know what? It's going to affect other people. You know, when I stand here in service and worship with you guys and I come out every service and I worship because I want to worship God and I sing. And then, like I said, I, I got to wind that back down again. So I'm not, I got to realize everybody else is singing. I don't have to carry. <laughs> but as I'm singing, sometimes I'm, I look around and I'll see somebody who's just, they're just passionately worshiping God. They're hooked up. And you know what? It moves me. Sometimes I'll look down the aisle and I'll see somebody that just got tears. And sometimes I know their, I know their story and I know they're, they're, they're desperate for God. And I'll see that. And you know what? And it just moves me. And I believe that br- to be brave like that, to show passion like that, it, it's contagious. And it moves other people. But God is wanting us to give it all we've got, heart and soul. Not going through the motions, but really going for it. And it reminds me of an incredible scripture. Let's look at this right here. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. And it says, and Jesus is speaking. And he's pulling this from Deuteronomy. He's pulling this from the Pentateuch, first five books. And he says, and you shall love the Lord your God. And I want you to help me with this. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Did you notice that verse had no ors in it? This wasn't select one. This is not multiple choice. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your, help me again, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Now, it's not just the first in order as far as, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's the greatest. It's the highest. It's the top. And so I believe that the beginning place for us is that we all become... Let me coin this phrase for us here. That we become, do I have your attention? You dare me to eat this? Okay, get, get, get back with me. All right, thank you. That we become first commandment people. That we become first commandment people. Not just people that love God with all our mind. Or with all of our heart, or what, but that we love God with everything that we are, with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. I believe that we are to be first commandment people. Everybody say, We are first commandment people. And you know what that means. And I, I think that's brave. I think those are brave people. That's the people that are giving it all that they've got. And we are called to be that. God is calling us to be that. Now, the days that we live in, the world that we live in, demands that we be brave. The God we serve, the God who saved us, deserves that we be brave. The kingdom that we're privileged to live in and be a part of expects us to be brave. Our fellow believers and those around us need us to be brave. But I want you to get this part. The enemy of our souls, Satan... The deceiver, the destroyer. Listen to me. He is hoping, just hoping, that you never become brave. He's hoping that you never become brave. Because that's a game changer. Listen to me. The devil doesn't mind church and stuff. He doesn't mind pious people and little religious meetings. He doesn't mind Jesus bumper stickers, even Jesus tattoos, even Jesus t-shirts. He doesn't mind those things. But listen to me, the enemy of your soul is absolutely 
terrified of a people and of a church that will be brave in their God. So I'm motivated that we be brave in our God. Can I get an amen out of you folks here today? Amen. Amen. Now, and I feel this in my heart. I've felt this for a few days that I am to give a call from God to us as a church, as believers, and as far as our voice carries, that God is looking for a new breed of believers. There's to be a new wave of Christianity. It's the same truths. It's the same God. But it's time that we come out in a fresh way that we truly be first commandment people. And that we, our, our world has changed. Have, have you noticed that? Yes. Our world has changed. And there's too many within our, uh, under the canopy of Christianity that are still trying to do church like it's 1951. And our world has changed. And, and we've got to step up and we've got to have some passion. We've got to understand the issues of our day. I have a huge challenge in front of me is to bring the light of Scripture to the issues of our day. This fall, I'm going to endeavor the best that I can to, to help us sort those things out so that we're not afraid, so that we know how to walk through, so that we know how to do things. It's all here, and He's with us in all of this. But we, we can't just be this exclusive little holy huddle with secret handshakes and a secret language and funny hairdos. We, we've got to be a, a, a people that, hey, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, because we love God with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind and all our strength. And I believe that God is calling us. And this, is, this will be the singular word that we can kind of uh, connect with. He's calling us to be brave. So you know what? I'm going to dare you. I'm going to triple dog dare you. Actually, there are some things. Now, listen to me. There are some things in Scripture that Scripture is calling that God is saying. There's some actions and there's some attitudes that over the next few weeks, I'm going to be daring you. I'm going to be daring you to step across the line. Come on, embrace these actions from Scripture, from God, and these attitudes that that we're to have. Let's go ahead and and, and let me remind you of this real quick. For, For us to be successful at doing this, we are going to have to drop some yeah buts and what ifs. Because it's the guys who are always asking yeah but and what if. They're not brave. They're not brave. But knowing that God is with me and hearing the call of God that he'll be with us to help us, then we can go ahead and be brave. Let's go ahead and start to break this down. Y'all with me this morning? Let me show you some pictures from my vacation. Now, y'all get with me. First Corinthians 16. We started out with this today, and it says this. Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave. Say it again. Be brave brave. and be strong. Now, I'm going to go ahead and give you your first dare today. And so based on this, be brave. Verse 14 goes right into it. Read it with me. Let all that you do be done with love. Read it again with me. Let all that you do be done with love. Just kind of book that, bookmark that for a moment and let me move to Matthew 22, which is another time where Jesus spoke out this first commandment. And in Matthew 22, verse 36, this guy asked him, he says, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Now remember that in Mark's 
uh, version of that, Mark, includes strength. He said, this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. And I'm going to go ahead rather than read the second one. Let me just paraphrase, paraphrase it for you real quick. The second commandment. You know what the first commandment is? We're going to love the Lord our God with all our heart and soul and mind and strength. And the second is like it. And here's the second one. You ready for this? Uh, and this is just my paraphrase of the, of the second one. Always, always make sure that you make your point and that you prove yourself right and that you prove other people wrong. That's the second commandment. And fix people. How many of you would think that that might be what some people understand to be the second commandment, though? Let me talk to you a little, little more about this, okay? Always make your point. I think some people think in Christianity that's what we're supposed to do in these days. Always make your point. Try to fix everybody. And really prove that you are right and other people are wrong. And you know what? You know what that is? That's a Pharisee. You know what a Pharisee is? They're, they're religious and they're mean. Something occurred to me this week about Pharisees. Listen to this carefully and then let it sink in. Not only did the Pharisees crucify Jesus, they also made him sick. That's good timing. Think about it. Not only did the Pharisees crucify Jesus, they also made him sick. I don't have a stomach for it either. For dead religion. Self-righteous piousness. There's something else God's calling us to. And it is the second commandment. Now let's go ahead and read the second commandment. The second great commandment. And he says this in verse 39. And the second is like it. Y'all with me here? You shall love your neighbor. Read it with me. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Look up here real quick. I believe that first commandment people. Any first commandment people here today? Oh, some of y'all got here late. Any, any first commandment people here today? All right. I believe that first commandment people are also second commandment people. Are there any second commandment people here today? I, I, I would be a second commandment people per, pastor, but I have some yeah buts and some what ifs. But here's the deal. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second is great also. He's calling us to this. So first commandment people are also second commandment people. And he says, and here it is. And everything else, everybody say everything else. Everything else hangs on these two things. So there's a whole lot of other things that we're going to talk about and we could talk about. But if we don't get these two things, we've got nothing to hang the rest of it on. And the second commandment is this. Love. Everybody say it. Say love. Look at me. I dare you to love. God by his spirit is calling you to love. What does that mean? We're to love one another. I want you to kind of look around you, up and down your aisle, look around you a little bit. Love one another. Hey, these are the easiest folks to love. Come on. I want you to notice something as you look around. And I love this and I celebrate this. I call Meadowbrook a slice of the city. 
I read in the book of Revelation that heaven is going to be made up of every tongue and tribe and kindred and nation and people. And I look around and I celebrate it every time I see it. That we are all different ages, all different sizes, all different colors, all different backgrounds, all kinds of everything. And it is beautiful and precious in the sight of God. And it's a wonderful thing. Amen. Celebrate that. We're to love. We're to love one another. And we're not just to love our three friends that we always sit with. You probably should reach out just a little bit further. You should have enough security in your relationship with your three friends. Okay, I'm going I'm I'm to invite somebody to sit with us today. No, you'll break up the gang. <laughs> love one another. Here's another one. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor? Where do you live? Don't you wish your neighbor would get rid of that dog? Cut down that tree? Fix that car? Move that car? Move? No, the reality is, I, I, honestly, we love our neighbors. We're, we're blessed with our neighbors. But you know what? That's not even what this means. Neighbor actually means this, nearby. It's to love those that are nearby. Nearby when? Wherever you are. Walmart and Williston, Dairy Queen, tire store, dentist office. You're to love your neighbor. You're to love strangers. You're to love, I know I'm, gonna, I'm way out here now. You're to love your enemies. Oh, pastor's had too much ocean breeze. <laughs> Let me let Jesus tell it for you then. Matthew 5, and I'm going to read this from the Message Bible, just plain as day. Jesus says this. You're familiar with the old written law, love your friend. And its unwritten companion, hate your enemy. I'm challenging that. That's what Jesus said. I'm challenging that. I'm telling you to, help me, love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer. For then you are working out of your true selves, your God-created self. This is what God does. He gives his best. The sun to warm and the rain to nourish. Help me. To everyone, regardless. The good and bad, the nice and nasty. If all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner does that. In a word, what I'm saying is grow up. You are kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Live out of your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously toward others the way God lives toward you. Love. Love. We're to love one another. We're to love strangers. We're to love our neighbor We're to love our enemies. Look at me, listen to me. But I don't agree with them. I don't condone what they're doing. I don't understand why they're acting that way. Look look at me, listen to me. Me either. Me either. And we have scriptural reasons on so many, so many, so many issues of our day that no, I can't agree with that. No, I can't condone that. No, I don't understand that. 
But this is what we're called to do. We're called to love. Sometimes you would think that the commandment was that to understand or condone. That's not the commandment. We'll never be able to get anything fixed if we don't get love into the mix. Our command is to love. Say it again, love. love. And look at me. I dare you to love, to love people. But they're this and they're that. And, and I don't understand. I, and, and this is horrible. And I know it. And God said, love. Let me remind you a couple things. All behavior is need motivated. And people have needs. That's why they behave in certain ways. I happen to know who the need meter is. And I happen to know what he uses to meet needs. And it all travels on this incredible thing called love. Let me share something else with you. People you don't understand. People you're angry with. People you don't condone what they're doing. Listen to me. You don't know their story. You don't know their story. And listen to me. I wonder what I would be like. I wonder what you would be like if we'd had to live their story. And if I'd had to live their story, I'd hope somebody somebody along the way would not put up all the roadblocks of having to understand or condone before they could love me. I dare you to love. I dare you to love. Y'all with me? You and I are called to love. That's our only command. Listen to this. The only proof, the only proof that Christ is in us, the only proof that we love God, that we know God, that we're born of God, that we're followers of Jesus, the only proof is that we have love. As a matter of fact, Jesus said that he gave the world the right to judge the church, believers. He gave the world the right to judge us on that basis. Jesus said this, by this, all men will know if you're the real deal, if you're my disciples, if you have love, if you have love. It's the highest model. It's the highest level of human behavior. And it is our second command. Let me just simplify this. We've got to simplify this. Remember me, business math? Because we got this whole list. Love one another, love strangers, love our neighbor, love enemies, love people I don't understand, people I don't agree. Let me just make it real easy for us. Okay, look at me so I can get this right for everybody. Really, the only people you have to love is, is the ones that God loves. So let me make sure that I get that across to everybody. Really, the only people that you have to love are the, one that, the ones that God loves. Let me take it a little bit further. How do I find the ones God loves? Well, they're called, they're called people. And let me add to this. In your day in, day out life, you need to look around you and locate, be looking for the imago Dei, the image of God. People made in the likeness and the image of God. And you say, but that image is distorted. That image is broken. That image is bruised. That image is, is clouded. It's disguised. But listen to me. Listen to me. It's still the image of God. And what you must know about the Imago Dei, the image of God, means that every person made in the likeness and the image of God has the capacity and the potential to be in fellowship with God. And it's love that's going to help them to get there. 
And so what we've got to do is look for the Imago Dei. They're all around you, all around you, everywhere that you go, people made in the likeness and the image of God. And however distorted or broken that image now is, it still is redeemable. And God still loves them. And he calls us as first commandment people to also be second commandment people. And we will love the people that God loves. Can you say amen this morning? Now, real quick, real quick and we'll wrap this up. God will supply the love. He'll supply the love. But I dare you to show up in love. I dare you to drop your yeah buts. That sounds bad, doesn't it? Uh, to drop your yeah buts and your what ifs and I dare you to love. And God will supply the love and God will show up. If you'll be brave enough in every situation, with every encounter, you know what? I don't understand this. I don't agree with it. If you will allow the love of God, the love of God will be there and God will be there. And he can do something in every interaction, begin something in every interaction. If you'll allow his love to flow. Let me read you a little bit because, you know, we got this whole list. All these folks we're going to look, we got supposed to love. And I boiled that down for you. It, it, real simple. It's just anybody that God loves. Now we got to love them. What is love? All right, let's look at this real quick. First Corinthians 13 in the New International, it says this. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Pastor, this is too hard. Got to love all these people and got to do all these things called love. So I do believe that y'all are an advanced group. But I'm going to give you the simple version of this, okay? Let's just take out of that list. Let's just take the first two. Let's just try those as a starting point. Why don't we just do love is patient, love is kind. Say that with me. Love is patient, love is kind. Let's just do that. Who will help you to do that? God will help you to do that. And if we could just get that going, the whole world would be crazy better. Just be patient and just be kind. And love will help us. Love will help us to do that. I... And I feel God in this. I'm calling Meadowbrook Church to be brave. I'm calling us to be first commandment people and second commandment people. And today I'm daring you to love. So come on. I dare you. You chicken. I dare you. And you're going to be challenged even today. You're going to see people and things on the news. Maybe somebody at a store or restaurant or gas station or whatever. And there's an old part of you that's going to kick up and start to judge and do whatever. I don't know how they get real. I know pastor said to love them. I know scripture says to love them. But what if? Drop it. Yeah, but. And all of our exemptions, all the things. And I'm just telling you, our command. And I dare you to step forward to it. Is to love. Let's end where we began this morning. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Everybody say, be brave. Be strong. In verse 14, read it with me. And let all that you do be done with love. I dare you. Let's be brave. Watch what God will do. Do you get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord.